As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it is episode 337, or 337, best known as my bus as a child in high school. Yes, that's right. Before I I got my own car, anyway. I can't believe you remember your bus number. Dude, there's a lot of stories with that, let me tell you. And I'll get into that after I tell you what movies we're watching today. So, this week, guys, okay, as you know, we like to support all kinds of movies, whether they be, you know, So Bad It's Good, uh, Hong Kong, brand new, mainstream success, or micro-budgets. You know, we've watched a lot of shot on video films on here and then those that are in between that are also micro budget films and so today we picked two micro budget if no budget films to watch one of them is killer tumbleweeds from 2008 and uh, you can watch that on amazon or tubi and i actually got hit up by this person it is oops you're a vampire from 2022 technically uh, you can watch that on Freevee, Tubi, Amazon, Freevee, you know, it's out there. So you can watch both of these on one of those streaming services. So, uh, but yeah, the director of this movie actually hit me up and said, hey, you should check this out. I think you might actually dig it. You know, there's a long history. It actually wasn't created in 2022, but they just re-released it. And it came back out because he's grown as a editor and a director and producer, all this other stuff. So we'll get into that later. But yeah, these are two micro budget films that were made on practically nothing that are comedies. Okay. Now, one of them, (laughs) we were not expecting what we got. We did get some laughs out of it, but uh the other one is, is is a lot better, so I'm just fair warning. <laughs> and the direct, if the director's listening, they're like, "Great, which the fuck one is that?" No, we're always nice around here, no matter what. Either way, even if we don't like a film, we point out the good stuff. But you got to remember, these were made on nothing, and I think it's important to watch these kind of films because I think this is where creativity kind of shines, is in these kind of moments. Because like when I think about making a movie i think about when i i was a kid mm-hmm. and what i wanted to do when i was a child and what was and that the, just the magic of like making movies and what made me interested in film to begin with you know what i mean oh okay and not everybody's gonna have millions of dollars you know when i see these fucking people online and i talk about it all the fucking time when they go oh, that movie's trash and it's like a 70 billion dollar movie you know what i mean and it's like 
Okay, clearly you have a different taste. This is your first movie you've seen that you you just don't like, I guess, because you've seen what two two movies total, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but yeah, like I've been a horror fan for a long time. I dig, I dig, and I dig, and I watch movies that I, you know, a lot of people won't give people a chance. They won't watch because it's not a certain pedigree of what they want. So, and my dog is. What do you want, Murray? Bill fucking Murray over here is fucking trying to get some fucking food. We every day that we record, we we make him like a buffet of treats. <laughs> and this motherfucker knows what day that is. Let me tell you, because the whole fucking morning he's like freaking out. He's foaming at the mouth. Christina. <laughs> here, here, here. Here's your other toy. He didn't even finish that one. It's bones over here. Too. Fucking dildo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we got some micro budget films. I think it's worth, uh, you know, checking these out. There's a lot of them that you can find on Amazon, to be honest with you, that I actually really like Amazon for. Uh huh. Even though I'm sure they're not doing it for the be- <laughs> that reason, because they don't. I think I think Amazon only pays people if you watch like an hour of their film. For every hour that you accrue, they'll give you a percentage, and it's like here's a here's a penny. Go buy yourself a you know, a quarter piece of fucking gum. Which is, isn't this why the strike is going on? Right. Yeah, shit. Well, I don't know if it's because of the distribution. One of the pieces of it. Because they're not really paying them. It's the production companies, yeah. The royalties for streaming. It's true. It's true. We actually have a lot of, you know, writers and actors are striking for the first time since, what was it, the 50s or 60s? What? No, 2007? No, the same time. Oh, at the same time. Oh, oh yeah, the writer's strike. I was thinking of the writer's the last Right, writer's yeah, strike. we had the writer's strike, yeah, when, when Lost came. Yeah. <laughs> and then, boy, did they get lost in that. <laughs> right. Because they went shit after it that. Did. So it did really Dexter did. and everything else. Right. You know, but um, but yeah, now we got both of them. And, you know, like some people like will just think, oh, it's just like, come on, Sylvester Stallone doesn't need money, bro. It's like, come on, man. There's like, way there's way more people than just those big yeah. people. But the good thing is about this whole thing is is eventually they're gonna come around once they, they they go on their, you know, vacations, the producers, you know, and they uh or, you know, try to try to buy everybody out, you know, like all these like uh what do you call them? Social media influencers or you know, <laughs> like that one guy on fucking TikTok who was like, Hey guys, I'm I'm a big guy. I'm never going to be an actor and I'm going to sell out. <laughs> and then like two days later was like, hey, uh, I apologize. <laughs> but anyway, it's good because this is where the indie indie moment shines, right? Exactly. We get to see micros all the way up, you know, no budgets all the way up to whatever that aren't part of the actors guild that aren't part of, uh, uh, you know, the writer's. And wouldn't one of those movies be Talk to Me, which we just saw? Yes, technically a twenty four film, but I don't. They didn't produce the film; they just distributed it. You know what I mean? They bought it, right? Know. But it wasn't like an independent movie, right? It's by by the Rocka Rocka guys, but they they've been around for decades doing fucking crazy wild ass shit. Which I just did a review of, guys, and uh, we went to the theater for the first time in a while. We actually had some extra money this time. I, I know we didn't go see Barbie. We didn't go see Oppenheimer. We yeah. went to talk to me. Well, yeah, that's I mean, it's a two edged sword, right? Like we kill two birds with one stone yeah. kind of thing. You yeah. know, I do a fucking we do reviews. 
And, you know, we get to see a movie in the theater. Right. We'll, we'll watch all the big movies at home later on. We don't yeah. give a shit. We typically don't even watch the big movies anymore. We watch a lot of indie films. Like, really a lot. Do, yeah. But I really want to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Sure. Of course. It's fun. Right. You know? uh, it, um, but, yeah. We watch Talk to Me, which I really enjoyed a lot. I think it's it's a very different A24 film. I know some of you guys out there that are like, oh, fucking A24, what are you trying to think you're smarter than me? Yeah. <laughs> That's what people get like. They get really upset about it. They're like, oh, you think you're cooler than me, bro? Wait, wait, because we just looked at a goat for five minutes and the camera slowly moved to the right? Ooh. You know, like, they don't get the whole art house thing, so they right. get they get threatened by it, like people who are vegetarians. <laughs> They're like, oh, you don't eat meat? What the fuck? Anyway. Anyway, so, um, Christina, why don't you share your thoughts about the movie since I already shared mine oh. on the YouTube, which you guys should watch the video so that I can feed my family. And Murray, especially for these podcasts. He needs more treats. Yes. I thought Talk to Me was okay. It was a good movie. It wasn't like my movie of the year. That was Cocaine Bear. Okay. It wasn't as good as Cocaine Bear. Well, yeah. Well, nothing's better than cocaine. But as, um, but for an A24 film, because I, I really, I'm not really into their movies, but this one was really good. It was a mm. good story. It flowed really well. I In the middle of it, I was like, what do you think? Do you like it? And she was like, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, but... Be, at the end, though, the end, I really like the ending and how they wrapped up the story. It was a little bit predictable because it was like a, I don't think a so. ghost possession story. Not I did. really. Yes, not, it was. Let's not tell anybody about everything in the movie. I'm not. It's better just to it's watch a, it. But it's in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. I, anyway, yes, it was good. It was a good story. I'd go watch it. It was nice. That's I was, my review. Dude both of us in the middle of the movie when some of the brutal parts happened we were like oh oh, oh. <laughs> oh god in the beginning i i couldn't watch it, it wasn't the most brutal thing like we've watched you know irreversible and like all this like crazy shit so yeah like you know we've seen some wild stuff but we were not expecting that from this movie right away right right <laughs> and it, it kind of goes there a little bit it's one of those sensitive subjects for me you know what i mean like uh, there's like Parts of the body that I'm like a little like oh squeamish about I guess when I see in the uh, in the movies yeah like toes and eyes your eyes and, <laughs> yeah stuff like that yeah that shit strips me out so you what would you give it a score of since I already gave it a score I don't know like a seven a six a seven six or a seven I don't okay. know All yeah right, it's well. around there I gave it an eight I think it's a strong movie I think it's very competent for the first feature film. Okay, that's good. And I think it's a uh, blows me away that the guys who literally have Ronald McDonald beating the shit out of children <laughs> and like screaming with blood all over his face and chicken nuggets everywhere and throwing people through walls and shit like that made this movie because mm -hmm. it's two completely different worlds. Mm -hmm. So congrats to them. But anyway, um, oh, also I wanted to bring up uh, the bus number 337, the reason I... Mm -hmm. remember that is because uh my bus driver named ted who was a real estate guy by day and a bus driver by morning <laughs> <laughs> and evening i guess yeah too but uh we had this thing in school i'll tell this one story uh we had this kid on our bus first of all that actually flashed somebody out the window like with his penis when Ew. we were little, we were little I kids. I thought you were going to say he mooned him or something <laughs> no see ted knew that if he could just be nice to us occasionally we would just shut the fuck up 
Right. But Ted was no fucking... Ted did not fuck around. Like, when he got pissed, he was like, Shut the fuck down! Like, you know, like, we were like, Okay, Ted, we're not gonna die today. You know? <laughs> so when he... When fucking Wes, my neighbor, friend, he, he flashed somebody out. Ted, the driver, <laughs> thought it was funny, right? So he put a fucking sign in the back, uh, and he said, it said, Hey, Pee Wee Herman's seat, because that's where he would always sit, you know, in the back. Oh. Because uh, Pee Wee Herman at the time got caught right, jerking flashing, off in the theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we were in that, that in high school, right? Later on, there was always this thing about the buses and how they had to organize the buses and move forward and stuff. A lot of the buses wanted to go off the route because there wasn't enough space in the front of the school to fit all the buses. So they had to kind of line them up in a certain way. And there was like this big hubbub about how the buses could not move forward Uh you know, for a certain reason or whatever. And if they were in the mo- in the movement already, they could mm-hmm. not stop. Mm-hmm. And so they made a big deal about this and yelled at the bus drivers about it. And they and so Ted, being the guy that, you know, is a good bus driver, he followed the rules and the vice principal tried to stop his bus while he was moving. And after they made such a big deal, he's like, no, nah, fuck that guy. I'm not going to fucking stop. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do exactly what they told me to. And when I'm done, he can come fucking walk up here. Right. And then the vice principal's like, hey, I'm the vice principal. Don't you think you should stop when I tell you to stop? He's like, you don't get on my fucking butts, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ted. And we were like, yeah, Ted. He was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I don't think they can get away with that anymore. Dude, I was surprised he didn't lose his job. But I'll tell you what, we got donuts the next day. So. <laughs> In the morning, we all had breakfast. So oh, was, that's funny. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that was uh, the uh, Maryland bus system. Yeah, <laughs> cool guy though. I really, I actually, I don't know. I admired Ted for some reason. He took no shit. <laughs> I'm like, what did the principal want? I I don't remember what it was, but man, that blew up. Man, that was a big deal. Like the vice uh-huh. principal did not like being talked to that way. <laughs> <laughs> he because i think ted knew in that moment that he was gonna get fired so, when so he we, was like fuck it when we were tears cheering him on it may have helped him to yell at us to tell us to shut the fuck up <laughs> to save his job you know because right. if he would have embellished and let us do that it would have right. kind of seemed like the kids run this place yeah exactly yeah. or something i don't know anyway so we do have some movies to talk about and i think it might be that time what time is it Horror shots! All right, guys. So we watched Killer Tumbleweeds. And I'll be honest, I'm a little upfront about this. I really didn't want to pick this movie to do the shot after. But I had a little spark of ingeniousness that comes into my head every now and then, (laughs) which is like every episode, you know, because I'm amazing. Uh, but no, uh, I came up with a drink called a stumbleweed. It's amazing. It's a pretty fucking good name. Like pretty, pretty amazing. She was like, yep, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not going to say the drink tastes good cause we haven't tasted it yet, but we didn't know what to put in it. And finally, for the first time in fucking BTV history, sound the alarm. Tequila? We got tequila, my friends. I, I literally don't know when the last time we had tequila on this show, Christina. We, we've had that bottle of tequila for weeks. Well, you didn't tell weeks. me that you got it. I did. You forgot. Whatever. 
I can't remember everything. I'm, I know. I'm a child of ADD. I know. I'm stricken with ADHD. But you remember the bus you rode <laughs> in fucking middle school. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> you never know what the fuck you're going to remember, you dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. She's got it too. She's got dyslexia. I mean, I guess it's fair that I pick on her with that sometimes. Yeah, you do. Not not like mean. Well, you can be. I mean, come on. I only... But it's okay. We're good. All right. So we decided to put two ingredients in this. Keep it simple. Keep it neat. Uh, no ice. Basically, all you have to do to do a tumbleweed or a stumbleweed, stumbleweed, I should say, because all you have to do is add an S to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice Think that. Think about that. A stumbleweed. A stumbleweed. Maybe I should just keep the T capital, and mm-hmm. so it's like two, like, STP like spray almost. paint it. Spray paint the S. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. there you go. It's fucking clever. Um, So there's two ingredients in this, and it is tequila, obviously. And then we put a little skosh of, uh, as Brittany would say, <laughs> a skosh of uh, the... Butterscotch. Butterscotch snobs. Thank you, Christina. You're welcome. I'm not I'm gonna, excited about this. Let's do a this. sniff test real quick. No, it smells like fucking... Lime tequila with butterscotch. It, oh, it just smells like tequila. Tequila? <laughs> tequila? It's going to kill you. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. Uh, to middle America. <laughs> yeah. To movies about fucking tumbleweeds and newscasters. I mean, it's uh, kind of tastes like a nejo. It's like a like a you know if you if you ever had te- a nejo tequila, which is like the the honey tequila, it kind of has mm-hmm. that kind of like aftertaste because we didn't put so much butterscotch in. Thank God, because that would have been disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just a little skosh some uh, of that in there. It's actually not so bad. It's okay. Yeah. Burns. It's it's definitely not as bad as the CGI in tumble uh, tumble uh, tumbleweeds killer, killer tumbleweeds. Tumble yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you would like to try one of our stumbleweeds, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Killer Tumbleweeds from 2008. And Oops, You're a Vampire from 2022. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Christina, kick off yo shit. Killer Tumbleweeds was released October 19th, 2008. The good people of Middle America are being attacked by tumbleweeds. Oh. The, what? Just, just hearing it again just triggered me. <laughs> do, do another shot. Um, the U.S. military is testing tumbleweeds as weapons to destroy terrorists. Oh, is that what the story was? The tumbleweeds have escaped. Now hundreds of innocent people in Middle America have been killed. 10,000 head of livestock destroyed. Oh, no. Not counting chickens and sheep. Of course. And more than 300,000 children are suffering killer tumbleweed trauma. The military refuses to take responsibility. Our government will not comment. Only one news organization is bold enough to report on this tragedy. The whole world is watching it unfold tagline 
The weeds have needs. Oh, my God. <laughs> the mold knows. Yeah, can you, Alex, just put a gunshot noise in the background <laughs> and then go silent on the podcast for a little bit. This, this is for me when I'm editing. <laughs> okay. This was written, directed, and starring as Brock, who also acted in My Name is Bruce from 2007. That's that Bruce Campbell movie. Oh, huh? Also, Biodome. She never saw it, so she's saying it that way. Yeah, I've never seen it. I never even heard it before, so I was intrigued. Was also in Biodome from 1996. I've seen that that movie. Trust me, bro. I've made bongs with less. That was made down by where my sister lives. Isn't that, what's his name's uh, brother? One of the brothers? Baldwin brothers? Billy Baldwin? Oh, yeah, Billy Baldwin was in that. Uh, He was also in the Lois and Clark series. Okay, so Ben McCain's brother, Butch McCain, was also a writer on this film, and he starred as Sheriff Billy Joe. Uh, Butch was also in Dragon Soldiers from 2020. Desierto. Desierto from 2015, and he was also in Biodome. Hmm. And he was in My Name is Bruce as well. That's crazy. Okay, the people who also started the movie, we have Bella Shaw. She's a New York anchor as herself. (laughs) Bella Shaw. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she's an actual anchor news reporter for CNN and NBC. She played an anchor in numerous other shows and oh, movies. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, including the Santa Clauses, mm. uh, Without Remorse from 2021, and The Other Foot from 2021, too. We also have Mike Kimmel, who plays Mighty Mike, which is his actual nickname because he was a professional wrestler in the 80s. Huh. I wonder if Mighty Mike Saga got that. I doubt it, because Mighty Mike, I mean... Uh, my friend's anyway. Mighty Mike Saga. He's like a promoter and, and uh, DJ. But anyway, he was also in Co- Convergence from 2017, Flying Monkeys from 2013, and Portal 20, 2009. Mm. We also have Tracy Metro, who plays the news anchor, the one with the curly hair. She was in Species 2. She was a jumper from uh, 2008 and mm. Final Fantasy The Spirits Within oh. 2001 and then we also have Don Appleby Appleby sorry Appleby, Don Appleby right. oh he was in The Chain Gang uh, he was in Grounds from 2016 and Shady Oaks Shady Oaks Takedown what language are you speaking <laughs> that's my dyslexia okay Shady Oaks Takedown from 2017 alright the budget this was made for virtually no money. The film was created by these McCain brothers who called in favors for friends, acting buddies, and news reporters from around the world. Mm. And Alex, what did you think about Killer Tumbleweeds? It was shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I mean, it's it's like, you know, for a no-budget film, you really kind of have to give a little leeway to it, right? You know, like, the thing that I was kind of hoping for was a story. And really what we got was just a reel of different anchors doing what I would think about as like social media uh, little clips that you would post about a movie that has a story, like to, to kind of give it some like lore in the social media sphere. It could be like, this is a news report on blah, 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 blah. the killer tumbleweeds are tearing children apart. Babies are growing tumbleweeds out of their backs and are feeding on the flesh of other infants. You know, like that would have been cool. But I feel like this was just like an hour and 36 minutes of just news anchor reports, fake commercials. There's literally probably about seven minutes of actual story in the movie. 
and you could miss it if you blinked. And I think a majority of it is the very beginning and the very end. But I will say the reason we watched this movie to begin with is because we fired this movie up on a whim just for fun. And in the beginning three minutes of the film, we watched a bunch of stupid girls in a car <laughs> scream while fucking tumbleweeds were being shaked by somebody <laughs> underneath the car by the windows and they were they were screaming bloody murder murder i think they did a good job dude we were laughing so hard because it was so terrible and so fun at the same time uh but yeah that's why we ended up watching it and then to our surprise there really wasn't a story there is you know i'm kind of being sarcastic a little bit you know there is more story to it than seven minutes it's probably like 15 but (laughs) (laughs) still there's not a lot in it, you know what I mean? And it's it's a little hard to watch when you see, uh, you know, it's not even done in like a news way. There's like different reports from different parts of the country, which, by the way, wow, this movie was not made anytime recently because <laughs> the news reports from around the world, and I mean around the world, uh, there was some in uh, Africa where the guy was like having drums behind him and a dashiki and like uh, like a very stereotypical garb. And I was just like, oh, my God. I think one of the worst ones was there was the, the Chinese guy oh. with like an outfit that I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear at this day and age. No. It's like probably a in costume. like yeah, in some of those old Hong Kong films I've seen. And it's like one of those ones where they have the red cheeks mm-hmm. and then like the top hat and it's like uh like the little dolls like the russian dolls yeah but they do it a little differently over in china i think mm-hmm. but like and the guy was laughing the whole time while he was doing it like he couldn't even control how bad <laughs> he was like this is really race <laughs> I don't think that these people are racist, by the way, just for the record. I think they just not, they just weren't considering anything. Uh, But it is just a stark view of the world in comparison uh, to. They were being American. Yeah, they were being dumb middle America. (laughs) Middle America. Which, by the way, I think one of the ways that you can tolerate this movie is by turning it into a drinking game. Now, I can't promise you'll finish this movie or you'll be awake when the the credits roll. But if they say Middle America or you see a tumbleweed, that's time to drink. And let me tell you, there's more times they say Middle America than there are fucking tumbleweeds in the movie. (laughs) CGI or not. I think they they use their wording specifically because around that time, it was they always called it small town America. Right. Like there is... There is a lot of politics thrown into this, by the way, and I'm not saying that from either side. I'm just telling you, if you are allergic to that kind of shit, be it uh, one side or the other, and you don't want to see it, this is going to remind you of the Obama era at that point in time, which I have no words on. I'm just saying that there are, you can see that there's one side to this story, <laughs> and it's pretty fucking clear which side that is. And and I think it's done in a, in a jovial way. Oh, yeah, totally. But it is, like, kind of hammering you on the head about it. Yeah, because they were, like, interviewing people from California, and the Californians were like, well, you need to understand the, the tumbleweeds perspective, and we need to yeah. have sympathy towards <laughs> the tumbleweeds. 
Which, I mean, we laughed because it is kind of funny. But yeah, which I think they, they, you know, they did that on purpose. There's it a was lo- funny. I think there's just a lot of stereotypes of people in this movie. And I don't know which side of it on, that they're on, but it seems like there's one winner at the end. <laughs> Especially when you say Middle America literally 170 times in the film, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, there were sentences that had Middle America in the sentence four fucking times i'm not joking and i was just like i i, I was like getting a tinge in me like a tick. I, like i was gonna start fucking murdering people like the fucking what is that fucking brainwashing technique what is it called ultra m uh, mk ultra mk ultra yeah that's my trigger word you know to like <laughs> go off and like kill some sort of <laughs> they're indoctrinating me <laughs> But uh, no, I, I really, I, I went to the guy who created uh, this. I went to their Facebook page. He's got his son, or I think it's his son uh, and him who do a lot of funny videos together. It was really great to see that he had his him and his kid making such creative things. He like really is encouraging this kid to be creative. I think he's pretty harmless. So when I make these jokes, just take it with a fucking grain of salt. Don't go fucking off the deep end here. <laughs> We're just trying to have fun, all right? Um, but yeah, it is not a movie that is going to have a lot of story. It is not. It is really just a kind of a a gag reel of like different anchor people fake commercials like what it would be like to watch television in a in in the event of a fucking killer tumbleweed actual apocalypse okay in middle america by the way because uh we got to fit that in there somewhere but yeah it's i would give it at most a two maybe a one (laughs) point actually a one i I mean i don't know like there's some creativity in it so it's hard for me as someone who likes to be creative Mm -hmm. to shit on creativity but it's just not a movie you know what i mean like it didn't feel like a movie to me well hopefully during the trivia i can explain some of it to you maybe it'd make more sense right i mean i don't know i'll give it a two out of ten and just call it that for being it did make me laugh a couple of times I'll never watch it again. <laughs> like you couldn't pay me to watch that movie. Well, maybe you could. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 w- I think it was a fun idea on paper, but to string it out for an hour and 36 minutes is like torture. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, it just was not for me. Um, yeah, it may be for other people if they like those kind of short bits. Like literally, if you took this movie and cut it up into about 200 segments and put it up on TikTok, it would be like the coolest you thing ever. You should do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like each of the segments that they yeah, did, yeah. like you could make an ARG. Isn't that what they call them? Like, a, uh-huh. like you could do an ARG with all of this movie and it would be something fun to do. But in a big dose like that, this mm-hmm. is not the fucking movie to do. You just don't make a movie like this, in my opinion, you know? But that's just my personal opinion. Christina, what did you think? Well, I went into this expecting like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes because like that's what I, right. I thought it was it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a nod to that. Yeah, me too. And but they did have some of that stuff in there, but it was not as... To the extent To the that, extreme. Yeah. They we, rock a we, mic like a vandal. So. Okay. <laughs> you don't know the song. But, All right. So you can kind of tell this... <laughs> This movie was made by like TV news people because it was right. Yeah, um, but they they did but, what their strengths are. That's fine. I get it. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It looks like it was a lot of fun to make, but like you said, like uh, as a big dose in a big movie. I mean, there was like some good parts, like we were talking about the beginning part, 
and there was a part towards the end and then there was there was another part where they used like CGI tumbleweeds. Oh my god, that was the best part. Wait, it really was it was it was funny. It was really good. It was really fun. It was like watching someone and, do hot lava on the he, floor. Yeah, and it, well he acted it really like everybody acted pretty okay like those girls like they were like okay we're gonna be terrified now even though you can see like the little smile in the back of their screams and stuff. oh yeah of course and still it looked like it was a lot of fun there was some funny stuff. moments in the movie yeah but you could tell it was made in the mid-2000s it definitely did not age well there was a lot of cringy things in there um like we mentioned the commercials um <laughs> i wish there was more tumbleweeds actual like tumbleweed attacks gore. In it. there was a little gore yeah, I love how they mentioned the internet. Like, look at what we found on the internet. Yeah, and they're using look Apple, like Apple, like back when people were using MP4s through Apple and yeah, you like couldn't the, use it like YouTube or anything. Right, they they were just showing like the media player. Remember yeah, that? exactly. You know, they're like, look at what we found on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun to like. Well, that's how you can only get to. videos back then is yeah. like through that thing. So it was kind of interesting. But, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of like the start of YouTube too was around it, then. It, it, you know, I think it's all in good fun. So I'm not really trying to clown on it or anything, guys. Just just for the record, like uh, no hate. I'm just, you know. Yeah. Like there was good parts. It, you know, it just didn't part up well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll give it a two out of ten too. Two out of ten. All right. Mm-hmm. So two out of ten from both of us. I think that's fair. That's probably more than fair than most people. But if you want to check it out, it is on Amazon. Yeah. If you, you have Amazon. I don't think I, I think you should give it a, a watch. Let it play in the background for an hour. You know, give these guys a buck or two. You know, they did spend <laughs> some time on it. <laughs> they were friends, uh, I guess, with Bruce Campbell and stuff. There was like some background on them. You know, yeah. That for, for that movie, they actually did. The brothers are actually. Um, musicians right well they and, do a lot of things yeah they do a lot and then uh, they, they wrote all, the songs in the movie they wrote the songs in the movies and they wrote the the theme song in that bruce movie right so it's pretty cool yeah so they were they were kind of friends there's like a picture of their son like one of like mccain's son the main guy mm-hmm. his son being held by bruce campbell mm-hmm. on their facebook page uh-huh. He was like, here's what his, or my son, Zach, like, you know, when he was a little <laughs> kid, you know, and I was like, holy shit, that's Bruce Campbell holding him. Mm-hmm. I think it was for My Name is Bruce. Oh, okay. But yeah, it would be around the same time, so. But I did look up some trivia for the movie. Okay, so do you want to get into that? Sure. All right, guys, so if you don't want anything spoiled, you can watch this up on Tubi or Freevee or uh, Amazon Freevee, I think it is. So just look it up. You'll find it. Killer Tumbleweeds. But if you don't want anything spoiled... Then here's your warning. All right, the the actual tumbleweeds were shipped in from from Texas <laughs> to various parts of the United States and the world. Yeah. So they could get on location footage of the tumbleweed attack. I kept waiting for the ones, you know, like the 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 really kind of on on the <laughs> on the cusp of bad taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they had like I think the most bad, the worst fucking one was the uh, the guy from Israel. Oh, yeah. They probably paid like 20 bucks on like Fiverr or some shit or something equivalent to that back then. No, I think they knew the guy. I I, I was hoping that they were going to have a tumbleweed roll behind him, but you couldn't really see because they put fake smoke and you couldn't really (laughs) hear him because there was fucking gunfire going off in the background. We were like, oh, literal war. and, And I don't know what was going over on. Maybe some Palestinian stuff going on. I mean, that's always kind of going on over there, but. Holy yeah, shit, it was, dude. it was a little, it was a little much. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
So Ben McCain uh, said, we decided we would make a silly 90-minute low-budget, no-budget movie shot around the world. Our vision is to make 10 of these killer tumbleweed movies. And as my brother said, if we don't sell it, we're going to have a 90-minute movie we made with all our friends. Uh, That's true. So I did go on the McCain production website, and I did see there was a Killer Tumbleweeds 2, but the link didn't work, and the site hasn't been updated since 2012, and then I couldn't find the sequel anywhere, so I don't know if that's This will have 20 minutes of story. (laughs) This is the second one, Will. And when the 10th one comes out, they'll have an hour and a half of story. Mm-hmm. That's when you should just strike when all iron's hot. I think their sons, their son, son, son will have created the Pick tenth one, and yeah. then maybe it will be. That's very where the good. franchise will really light up, and it'll everybody but, be like going back through the old ones, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so the McCain brothers uh, were mainstays on the Oklahoma City television news in the eighties and the nineties. They were anchor and a forecaster, right. and they also had their own variety show. And Garth Brooks actually made his television debut on the McCain show. Huh. So I thought, so they're actually in the documentary they did a few years ago of Garth Brooks. They seem like nice guys. Like, like, I, talented, I, yeah. Yeah. I like when I watched a lot of the videos, they're always just having a good time, even if they got two views. You know what I mean? Like, right. they were just happy to do it. And yeah. they've been literally making videos like content on YouTube ever since. For, like a decade. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're in the 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 industry. Um, they both worked in television and film in Los Angeles for most of the mid two thousands. On. Uh-huh. Uh Ben hosted uh, a recent show. The C bomb. Uh, what we just went through two yeah, years ago. Yeah, because you know he was a news anchor. We and, can't uh, say it on the podcast because then they'll strike it wherever it is. Stupid. So he hosted that show until him and his family decided to move to Tennessee in twenty. 21 and then butch currently works as an evening weather anchor in grand junction grand junction colorado that makes total sense because in the movie butch has like the most weathery response in the entire thing and he plays the sheriff in the movie yeah yeah so he's like he's like yeah well that cloud up there that's an occlumulus whatever the fuck he said that was funny and i was like it's, it's one of the funniest things in the movie to me was they, they go out into the middle of this field and they're like, oh, my God, it's so dry around here. And, you know, like they could they had to find a desolate area so they could shoot this. You know, they're like, where are all the tumbleweeds? You know, and uh, you could see he was like, yeah, it hasn't rained in months. And so the tumbleweeds are like stronger now and they're hungrier and they want to drink the blood to fill their veins with fucking nutrition because they're drying out. And and uh, you could see like a rain cloud behind him <laughs> when he said that, and it was like you could see it downpouring it, you know, like you do in the distance here in Arizona. Right. And you could see it, and I was like, oh, that's total rain right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I thought that was fucking funny. Um, is there anything else, or is that it? That's it. Huh. Well, that is amazing. Paper thin story. But there are some really funny moments in it. I actually recorded a couple on my phone because they were very you know. silly. But I have to look at the movie as a whole. I can't just like go, oh, well, that was a funny bit. Exactly. Because it's a movie. It's yeah. Not and a and if someone's going to watch it and then they hear me say, oh, it's it's amazing, you know, like they're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you want to talk about any of the favorite, your favorite scenes? Sure. In well, I like kind of some of the terminologies they use because 
some of the the men in Middle America they called them the tumbleweed slayers, which I oh, thought yeah. was really funny. Which are good old boys with swords and shit. Yeah, and they'd like jump in the back of the truck and then they'd go hunt down the tumbleweeds and then they'd they string them up and they like had a noose and they were like they were oh like, yeah they were like noosing the tumbleweeds. I was they're like noosing, oh my you mean they're hanging? Yeah, they were like hanging the the tumbleweeds. I was like oh my god. I was yeah. like oh my god. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's really bad. Um, they yeah, it's funny because they have this one guy who starts off in the movie. I forget what his name was, but he's this young reporter who's off to investigate a bunch of killer tum- tumbleweeds, and nobody in the office believes him. Tries to get the cameraman to come with him. The cameraman's like, "I'm not going with you. This is a joke." And then everybody doesn't believe him. And then all of a sudden, like the lady in the office who's like running the direct office, she's like the office manager or whatever, mm-hmm. just below the the main. Uh, reporter guy who's also uh the boss i guess that didn't make much sense uh he was like the owner of the station slash also reporter remember right maybe they just couldn't fill that i don't know character so we'll just make them both she's like we need to fire him and he's like so she calls her boss and i remember when he she calls him he's like wait is this that fellow that that got the uh awards for all those papers that he did and he's she's like yeah that's him I don't know what he's he's doing now, but he's lost his mind and he's going to waste our money. So you mean to tell me that you want to fire the one guy that made this paper actual money? money? No, you're going to call him back and you're going to tell him he's got any kind of money that he wants. But then like he like died off in the story. And I, I'm pretty sure it was one of the guys like nephews or sons or right. something. You know what I mean? But like they never bring him back up again. Like he got taken by the tumbleweeds and then like never right. heard from they him again. They should have showed the tumbleweeds like torturing him, like waterboarding him or something. <laughs> That's see. That's another thing that I was kind of hoping in this movie is that I wanted to see more. Yeah, like the, them being actual characters. Yeah, like critters kind of did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if they would have gone more of a a critters approach and just you know because this is obviously not going to be taken serious in the the slightest. Um, but even critters took a cue from tom- the uh, attack of the killer tomatoes mm-hmm. because I mean look at the two they're very right, similar right. They, they there was the big tomato in part two basically of of critters they had the big ball of critters that chew on people like mm-hmm. when they would fall under it mm-hmm. it would just strip them of all their flesh <laughs> you know but like and then in the first critters you know they were like wasn't that the one with um Leonardo DiCaprio yeah 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 um, but yeah, they they didn't really talk to each other, but they kind of looked at each other and made noises and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted. Like, I feel like they could have done a little bit more. There was some funny scenes with like the babies. They would use, <laughs> they would say, oh my God, don't look. He's like, I got to look. No, I don't want to look. You got to look. <laughs> and there's like, they literally stuffed a baby doll inside a fucking tumbleweed, inside of a real tumbleweed and then sprayed it with fake blood. <laughs> Great. And then blurred it out so that it kind of just looks like it. <laughs> but it, it's it it was pretty hilarious. Like just mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you know in Chandler, Arizona, Christmas time, usually people have like a Christmas tree. So in Chandler, Arizona, they actually stack up tumbleweeds and as a Christmas tree. They call it like the tumble tree or something. And yeah, so I think that's funny. And they then spray drinks. They, they spray paint it green. But now I'm gonna now every time I see it on Facebook or whatever I'm gonna suggest this movie right and and put the fear of the killer tumbleweeds into well, them. I'd also heard that didn't he just like move 
back to the town where he came from in order to like. No, he moved to Tennessee. Yeah, that's where they shot it, right? No, Oklahoma. Oh, so, but yeah, he moved out to Oklahoma at the time so he could shoot this film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, don't know. I was just curious. I, um, I'm trying to think of other scenes. There was the one girl that was in the hospital and she's like, her face is like leaning to the right. And she's like got a gown on and we spoke to this little girl about her attack. And she's like, I just wanted to go to the prom and my boyfriend wouldn't take me because of this. And, <laughs> that was and funny. And they show like tumbleweed like into to her face. Yeah, it's like in her face and shit. It looks like it's like growing out of her face. <laughs> I recorded it because the acting is kind of atrocious, but it's awesome at the same time. So the tumbleweed slayers, though, that's. That was like, they kind of had like two different versions of them. Like there was like the versions, there was three guys, one with a sword who always held it out the window when they went chasing after tumbleweeds. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they weren't really actors. They were like, just walk over there with your guns and your swords and we'll make it look like you're these badasses, you know? And then they had this guy, the guy that was with the sword, they like go to talk to him later and have this like really in-depth, probably on the spot made up story mm-hmm. of... um. You know what? They probably like improved a lot of this, like because I don't, I can't imagine that they would have written every report. But maybe you know? I don't know. Um, but like they interview him, and it was like this long story, and you could kind of see him cracking a smile a little bit mm-hmm. in some of the questions that the guy was asking. Him. But he did a good job of not trying to break it, I guess. Oh, Brock McDonald was the young, uh, or no, he was the head boss. That's right. And they were at WWINN, right? Right. Oklahoma City. I guess. there. Oh, there was also prisoners <laughs> who were doing like a, a Chang Gang sort of song or whatever. And there was like two Nazi dudes that were with them. Who had swastikas with Sharpie. Yeah. On <laughs> oh, my God. That was fun. And the, uh, the tumbleweeds attacked those. Yeah. He had one of the more gory filled slasher moments where the like tumbleweed jumped on him. He was like, no, no. Now, where they just attack him with the camera pretty much with like tumbleweeds around him. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> um, I, there was a really weird spot where like the sheriff got overrun by fucking uh, tumbleweeds and Brock goes running back out to grab his hat. Did you remember that? Did you see that part? I don't remember. He gets overtaken and he reaches in between the, the tumbleweeds to grab his hat and then run back inside. Oh, I was like, like, is this in, a bit of comedy or in, something? Indiana like, Jones moment? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that way. Yeah, like, wasn't that with the snakes? He lost his hat in the snakes. Oh, yeah, he would always try to get his hat no matter what, yeah. Mm-hmm. The very end, we can talk about the very end because, I mean, there's not much more to talk about other than, like, they had, like, kids that were, like, screaming all the time, having, like, literal PST, PTSD. It was, like, their version of what PTSD is, <laughs> which is also not very... uh it was tumbleweed trauma. Yeah, tumbleweed trauma, they called it, but it was PTSD, basically. Yeah. And it was not a, a well-thought-out version of that, uh, to be honest with you. So it was just a bunch of kids screaming a bunch, which <laughs> was a little distasteful, <laughs> which I we laughed at that. And then there was, um, at the very end, they have, like, the most CGI. Like, they had him run out into, a, like, a wheat field or some shit. I don't know what it was, or tall grass field. And then they just put fake tumbleweeds all over the screen, like probably like 50 to cover the screen. But they like turn and move in different directions, even if and then move the camera. Like, I don't know what they were thinking when they did this. Mm -hmm. I would have done a static shot 
and then like had the tumbleweeds go where they wanted to go. But he shot the film first or the footage and moved the camera like it was rocking and it was like shaking the ground to make it look cool. Mm -hmm. And then he handed it to the guy who probably did the digital effects for it. And the guy was like, this is a fucking nightmare. (laughs) <laughs> like why didn't you just do a static shot of you running out in the field <laughs> you know what i mean he's like you want me to do it yeah just do the best you can man it doesn't have to look good we're just trying to have fun you know right and he's like yeah i'm gonna pull out the shotgun that's how much fun <laughs> this one's gonna be because that the logistics of like the way the camera was moving while he was like yeah the tumbleweeds were like moving in different directions and he's it, moving in another direction right like they were in the sky at one point in time like to make it seem like they were overwhelmed like with uh these tumbleweeds like mm-hmm. they were all over them but it just looked like little dots in the sky i don't i don't know what they were doing I don't know. And then they're screaming on the ground for a good five minutes, like, help, oh, God, help. And at the very end of the movie, so, like, the cameraman gets hurt first. He falls down, and then the other guy does. And then uh, at the end, there's, like, a reporter, and she's like, yeah, they found bits of clothes and flesh and a hat or something like that in the, in the remains, but we still don't know if they're around, if they've been found or not. Mm-hmm. We're hoping for the best for Brock and everyone at WINN. And, you know, it's like, oh, God. But, yeah. Yeah, the end. Christina was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> when it ended. I was like, well, maybe there's something after the credits. You got to stick around. She's like, nope. <laughs> I'm out of here. It's not stuff after the credits all the time. I'm out of here. <laughs> anyway, watch at your own risk, okay? And if you've seen it, God bless you. <laughs> He may need to exercise the demon. <laughs> um, but um, it was fun. It is fun. It's just not. It's a hard watch if you're, you know, like I could have watched 20 minutes of that and still been a little bored. But an hour and a half. Whoo, that's some that's some patience. <laughs> uh, but we do have another movie to talk about. And this one is much better. Let me tell you. Um, this one is Oops, You're a Vampire from 2022. Is that I mentioned this movie actually had a couple of different versions of itself beforehand. It was actually started in 2008 and was called a different name. <laughs> they actually called it The Vampire Diary or Thicker Than Water, The Vampire Diaries Part One. And then it was Bloodborne. Then it became Oops, You're a Vampire, which the uh, director's girlfriend actually named, named it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll get into more of that later. But. Oops, You're a Vampire 2022 is about, and this is my own breakdown, by the way, because the other one seemed a little too long. Uh, Two completely different sisters, Laura and Helen, are living with a very dysfunctional family. They have it out at each other day after day until one day, Laura, Helen's goth sister, casts a fake spell on her and she thinks she's killed her. She starts vomiting blood and soon dies from blood loss and becomes a bloodthirsty vegan vampire. One that the family decides to help in a very Texas Chainsaw ma- <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre way and uh, to help feed her victims from town. They soon get further and further detached from reality and uncover the bloody truth about Helen. Ooh. So it's okay. I didn't I added the oh, te- yeah. Texas Chainsaw bit there. It but was good. I liked it. Yeah, I figured that sums Wraps it, it up. up. Yeah. Wraps it up. Their tagline is vegetarian valedictorian vampire writer director phil messer he is also known as philly the kid 
He's mainly been an editor for a bunch of different stuff early on, and he is actually the recipient of the Asian Television Award for Best Editing for a documentary he did on an ice skater or skater or something like that named Yuna Kim. She's a mega star figure skater, and he uh, did an amazing job. Says he still goes out there every now and then. They they have him come out to watch documentaries and stuff. Wasn't the mom in this movie an ice skater or she used to be an ice skater? It was part. I'll explain that later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, now, he is, of course, done other films. He's worked on a lot of different things. He actually left Russia at the age of seven and moved to New York and then went to college in Australia and now lives in California, by the way. But uh, he has done some Korean television series and movies he's worked on underbelly blues and an american hitman tv show as um his movie that we're talking about today has been worked on since 2008 and uh you know he's he's kind of like grown as a editor and director and everything as he was putting this together um there isn't necessarily a oh there is a cast of course i'm only going to go over like four of them there's eyeless cahill who plays Laura, the goth girl, who is in Stakeland as a one of the vampires in it. She was also in Mad and Mugworth, which is an animated Christmas horror film. It's about an hour long with John Waters in it. Hmm. Um, she probably never even met him, but mm-hmm. you never know. Right. Um, you also have Devon Dion, who plays Helen, the sister, the valedictorian. She was in a few shorts and a TV series, I think, called Growth VR. We also have the mom who's played by Jojo Histrova. She is done a music video for Love Tribe member, and that was it. Hmm. Or she was a Love Tribe member in a music video of some sort. I don't know what it was. I couldn't figure out the name of the band. Didn't say. We also have Michael Strello, who is Raymond, the brother. He was in Jim, Wild Oats, and Nacho TV series. Uh, there is not a budget, although it did say about 200000 over the course of however many years. He said he started out with a budget and it kind of like he ran out of budget pretty quick after he realized how much time it took to do this. Plus, he had to work and take care of himself. So it's like, oh, sucks. you know, it's taken a, a while and he got it re-put out. So, mm-hmm. but Christina, I would love to hear your thoughts on this film and what you thought, please. Okay. I was kind of caught off guard because, you know, it's... I thought it came out like last year. Right. And obviously the like the quality of it and Looks the very way it was dated, yeah. Yeah, the way it was shot and I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, what year is this supposed to be? Oh, it's the 90s. You know, they didn't have any cell phones. They, like n- n- nothing current was yeah. in it. So It feels like it's shot on video, I, like a shot on video. So I kind of wish it would have said a date somewhere in there. I don't think it did. So it kind of just caught me off guard. I I also thought this would be a lot funnier, funnier, like comedy, comedy. Sure. And a little dry. Yeah, it's a little dry for me, so that kind of threw me off guard. Though, I do like the goth element of it, of course. Yeah, that's and our I scene. Like, yeah, I like the music in it. I thought the acting from everybody was pretty good. It was okay. The setting was good. The story was okay. Honestly, it was a little, like, uh, I, I, the story was like... I don't want to say predictable, but it, it was nothing new. It's different you to know me. What I, mean? I thought it was doing just something different with the vampires you than know you normally get to see. I think I was wanting like, you know, iZombie, you know, that show, that show's funny. Oh, yeah. 
The one with uh, Dax Riggs, who does Yeah, even though that's with the zombie, and she's eating the brains and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah. Um, Yeah. I didn't like... Well, at first, I I liked the twist in it. That's what what I was going to say. I liked the little twist in it towards the end, but... It didn't really make any sense because it's like, well, the movie opened up with uh, like the, the Mayans and the story of the the Mayans, and then the sister does a spell, and then there's a vampire, and then there's another vampire. And it was just kind of like kind of all over the well, place. I'll get is, in it. We'll get into that because I I can't spoil it here, but yeah, right, yeah. But the, you know that threw me off guard. That's why I said that. And then, but there was uh, some cool shots in it. Like they, they, he did some like tunnel shots. I want to say it was almost like an Instagram filter shot, but I think it looked really cool, especially for a vampire movie. But I mean, it was okay for a low budget movie. I just wish it was a little bit more funnier for me. Okay. So I give it like a four, five, four or five. Okay. Well, what do you want to give it? It's up to you. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. What what do you think? Um, I liked it a lot more than you did. Um, I actually think it's pretty competent uh, indie indie no budget micro budget film. Uh, I've seen so many shot on video films, you know, for years. I mean, like there was a time in the '90s where I was just watching all of those like '80s and '90s shot on video films by the Polanyi brothers and stuff like that. And this feels like a very one of the ones that would stand out because uh, it's not necessarily the most gory. Um, there is gore in it, actually quite a bit, a little bit. Well, not a lot. It's not a Polanyi. A little bit. Yeah, it's not like the Polanyi Brothers Splatter Farm or something like that, you know, which is just like excessive gore and barely any story. And like the acting is kind of shit. <laughs> the acting in this is actually much better than, than something like you would see in Splatter Farm or something like that. But, you know, it's still not the biggest, um, you know, budget in acting, but... Uh, it's definitely watchable. Uh, I actually enjoyed watching it. At first, I was a little on the fence, mm-hmm. you know, with the story or whatever. But then when it started kind of coming around and, you know, the, the like turning point of the film happened and she becomes a vampire or whatever, uh, that's when I started to really kind of get into it a little bit. Um, there was a couple of moments in it that I felt like could have been trimmed down a little bit, but otherwise it flowed pretty well for me and I had no problems with it. There's you know, obviously a lot of dry humor because it's supposed to be like, you know, the contrast of like a happy family versus not. And then like, you know, the family's kind of working together to like help this sister out, you know, and it's like it gets pretty absurd. But I really enjoyed uh, a lot of it more than I thought I was going to enjoy it at first. And, you know, obviously the director reached out to me. He didn't ask me to say anything about it. I didn't get paid. It's nothing like that. I'm giving my honest opinion on this. It's 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 an indie film. And if you are an SOV fan, I think you are well within, you know, able to watch this because this, I feel like, is much better shot than a lot of those homemade films that uh, I've watched before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is funnier at parts. It wasn't exactly like hilarious, but there was a couple of parts, specifically the Christmas scene in my particular uh, taste was hilarious. I thought that was really funny. Uh, that's where I had like back to back jokes that were like landing off each other while everything is going on. It's more the irony of everything that's going on at that point in time to even think about Christmas was like hilarious to me. And I, I kind of got it at that point in time. And I was kind of that's when I was like, OK, I'm 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 in on this. This is hilarious. 
but yeah, there's some stuff in the film. You know, you got your, your goth girl in it. So there was some music in the movie that was like kind of like, you know, dated a little bit. You know, it was like goth rocky kind of stuff. But there was also a lot of underground bands and stuff and even like Incompetech like uh, music, like copyright free or Creative Commons free music that I could hear. It's called the uh, Dancing Monkeys. <laughs> So I just know that because I've used the site for music a plenty of times because when you're making content, you got to use whatever you can. You can't always make a song, mm -hmm. but unfortunately I'm a musician, so I'm able to do that a little bit more, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a fun film for an indie film. I think the story is cool. I think it's a little bit more original than a lot of vampire films that I've seen. I've never really been a big vampire fan. And I say that all the time, but over the course of, you know, us doing this podcast, I found a few gems that I do like. Now, is this in the top of the those those films, you know, like the vampire films? Probably not. But I still think it's unique and interesting enough and creative as hell and, you know, fun. It's just a fun, easy film to watch. It's not going to blow your mind with like originality. It's not going to blow your mind with comedy. It's just you're going to think, wow, this is actually kind of well thought out for a very small micro budget film that was made in 2008 on nothing and didn't, didn't get any distribution or anything. So if you like to take chances on stuff like that, you've dipped into maybe like the shot on video films. I think this is a perfectly good film to watch for you and your tastes. If you've only watched mainstream movies, um, you're probably going to be super hypercritical of this movie. Um, you know, there's things that aren't perfect about it. And that's just the way that, you know, micro budgets go. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to say about it? Mm -hmm. uh, but there is some fun to be had here. And I think you should check it out if you do. There is blood. There is gore. There is some funny parts in it, even if it wasn't the most funny film I've ever seen. And, you know, it, it actually kind of looks kind of cool in some regards. Like they they kind of destroyed this entire house wherever they were. I think it was New York. They said they were in. I think I, I forgot to look up where it was made, but I'm pretty sure it was New York. Or Pennsylvania. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was California, and I don't know. But it looked like East Coast. Right. Um, but yeah, I would give this movie like a, I'd say like a five and a half, six. Mm -hmm. Six, I think six probably good, because I think this is better than average. I think for a micro budget, this is well above average. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't think sixes are bad at all. I rewatch sixes a lot, so... That's my thoughts on it. So you gave it a four. I gave it a six. That's about a five out of 10 for both of us for mm -hmm. the podcast. So, you know, it may go either way for you guys out there. So you may like it, but it is free to watch. And I think you should give it a whirl. Uh, you know, give it a give it a good 20 minutes to like really kick off into the fun stuff, because when they start killing, it kind of reminded me of uh, what's that Barbara Crampton movie that she did where she was uh, Jacob's wife. Mm -hmm. There's like a little bit of that Jacob's wife humor in there. Mm -hmm. uh, not as gory. Definitely not definitely as gory. Not, yeah. Um, you know, but that's that dry humor. You know what I mean? Like that sort of dry humor in mm. it. That I hate. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You're not a big fan of dry humor. I've always noticed. But you do like fucking. Uh, what's that one show that we watched? The off that you usually don't like. The office. The vampire one. Oh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. That's dry humor. Yeah, that is. So why do you like that? I don't know. <laughs> she also hates The Office. So I'm like, what I don't, the fuck? I, it's not that I hate it. <laughs> I just can't sit there and watch it all fucking day. She gets embarrassed for it. That's the funny part. 
she's like, oh God, that's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, but that's why she doesn't like it because she feels like. I don't like it when people aren't self-aware. <laughs> yeah. You know, true. I don't she, like that. She thinks it's cringy and she walks away. She's like, no, I don't like this. You know, I've done that with people at work. <laughs> Where if I feel like they're being stupid, you know, or you just, just walk away, I just walk away. I was like, okay, well, obviously they're not like even paying attention. So why the fuck <laughs> just walk away? Anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think you should check it out. And I would like to see more. I mean, he apparently said he was going to be working on another film or to redo one that didn't get the right distribution for it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the underbelly movie, underbelly blues. Mm-hmm. Which is like a Tarantino film, technically. It's Tarantino's dad. Mm-hmm. His his dad's film that he produced. Oh. And he directed, so. Oh. Um, but we'll get into some of more of that right now with some of the uh, a trivia and extras and stuff like that. Um, if you don't want anything spoiled, obviously you can check it out on Freebie and Tubi. And uh, I think it's even on YouTube or something. Um, but yeah, check it out. Give it a watch if you can. And uh, let us know if you did watch it, because I'm curious to see what you thought about it, too. Curious to see if anybody's seen either of these movies, to be honest. So let us know. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So um, I just to give you guys a heads up. I did watch a recent interview that just happened like yesterday. They put up. Oh, really? Yeah. The which I thought was funny. The name of this podcast, because I at the end of the year was going doing that thing. Remember, I was doing King of the Kill. Mm hmm for the like best kill of oh, of, yeah. the, of the year. Uh-huh. And uh but they have a sh- podcast or like a video podcast thing called King of the- Kings of Kill uh who they talked with Phil the director in uh you know a lot about his films and and this film and kind of everything about it. So I pulled some of that from that. I'll put a link down below so you can check out the whole thing for yourself. There's extra bits in there that you'll hear and I encourage you to support them as they did provide some of the trivia for this episode. So thank you. Mm. But yeah, his his wife named the title Oops It's a Vampire. Um, she's kind of, she kind of, the name kind of reminds me of Ah Zombies. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like in that same vein. I think Ah Zombies had a bigger budget, obviously. Right. Than this one did. I also kind of think it's funny. The other names you mentioned. <laughs> right. Like the one with the vampire diaries in it. I was like, oh shit, that's taken. Right. And it's the, probably why I changed it. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Blood. Bloodborne. Yeah. Bloodborne's a movie too. It's a game. Oh, it's a game. Oh, and that's probably why he changed that. That's huh? probably why. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I didn't didn't hear him talk about that though, just to verify. But um, some of the inspiration he said that for the some of the characters in this movie was directly from his family. You know, he I, like I said, he moved here from Russia to mm-hmm. New York, and then from New York to Australia to go to college, got a bachelor's and something, mm-hmm. and then you know did work for. You know, came all the way over to California is now living out in California, I guess now. Um, But yeah, his um, family is uh, just like his mom. The mom was in this movie. Very serious. Um, The sister, the goody two shoes, Mm -hmm. the valedictorian, the one that turns into a vampire. She is like his sister in real life. Oh, okay. So he was kind of like writing off of that. And that and that's always a good idea, I personally yeah, think. Yeah. You know, if you're going to write... Your experiences. Right, because it comes off as much more realistic that way. And mm-hmm. the characters flow better when you actually write from a place of like personal experience. Right. 
That and makes sense. That's why a lot of filmmakers will like have a, a book or, or notepad or something that they write all their ideas in mm-hmm. when experiences happen so they can throw them in there to give it an authenticity mm-hmm. uh, or some funny moment, you know. But um, unfortunately, the actress who played the mom, Jojo Histrova, she actually did pass away uh, from a brain tumor a few years ago, I guess. Oh, that sucks. But she was legitimately a Bulgarian like immigrant for real in like real life. Mm-hmm. And he said that her personality was just like super bubbly, oh, like wow. the complete opposite of the character in the movie. <laughs> and that she was like the kind of person that was just always frothing at the mouth to talk and like have fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was even 29 at the age that she shot that as the mom. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I thought she looked kind of young because I was like, there was a couple of angles because they do a lot of makeup on her face mm-hmm. to try to like make her look old. Right. And I was like, she but, looks kind of young, actually. But the, yeah, which is funny because the young scene when she was she was getting the baby. Right. Like she looked. Yeah, she looked 29. Right. Yeah. So it's funny. Well, yeah. And then the other thing is, is that um, the, the the guy who played the brother, the uh, Michael Strillo. Mm hmm. He actually was 32 at the time. So he was actually <laughs> older than his mom. <laughs> it's, you know, physically. Funny. You know what I mean? So. um that's a, but I, I like the characters in this. There was like, you know, even the what the what down to what they wore, it felt like an old Pennsylvania town. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I, I had like fr- the I, graveyards. Well, I got friends and family all over Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and like just the streets and everything just reminded me of that. Right. You know, like just a small town or even Ohio. Like I had some uh, family in Beaver, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, and that's real close to Ohio. And mm-hmm. like. It was very like, very much like that. Like a lot of that, a lot of the places and stuff. So, but um, Phil also is not a big fan of vampires. <laughs> he said that part of the reason that he wanted to make this movie is to make one that he actually enjoyed Oh, because he hated them just like I was until right. I started watching some of the newer ones here recently, which I think just like he does, that a lot of the newer films have gotten it right yeah and done more interesting things mm-hmm. and i think it's probably because and i'm just is just my guess he didn't say this um that it's like that lovey thing yeah exactly i was never into that yeah. kind of fucking thing right um the love aspect of it. and i think you can kind of see that in this movie because mm-hmm. he has that other vampire come in who's like a lestat lestat kind yeah. of guy and he kills him like oh, and oh, chops his fucking cool. head off. So I think that's probably this is just my guess. Like, I, I would assume that that's to make fun of those kind of films. Yeah. No, that's funny. That's creative. You know, like it's you just put your personal self in there and it makes sense if he didn't like films like that. He did say that he did like the show um, Midnight Mass as one of the things. And we really liked that. That was too. so good. That was very oh, different. Was so good. I loved the preacher angle. That was yeah, so cool. That was cool. Um, which, you know, that's why I also kind of like, um, that other movie too, with, uh, Barbara Crampton and, uh, what's his name who plays a, a preacher? Yeah. Jacob's wife. <laughs> Jacob's wife. So mm-hmm. my wife, oh my God. <laughs> um, speaking of two thousands, uh, yeah. Humor. <laughs> uh, he also is a first generation Russian American. Phil comes from a long line of creative artists. He is uh, in his native Russia. His father uh, was a child star of Russian cinema called Azrik Messerer, most notably a six-year-old in the Russian classic and 15-year-old called 15-year-old Captain. His aunt is Maya Plisetskaya, and she is one of the most renowned ballerinas in Russian history. 
Mm-hmm. So much, in fact, that they actually, when she passed away, they have a square in Moscow named after her and a 50-foot-tall statue monument of her commemorating her contribution to the Russian culture. That's cool. So that's super cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it, you know, for mm-hmm. the extras. There was other stuff in the podcast. I encourage you to go check those guys out again. Kings of Kill. Check them out on YouTube. Uh, I think they're on Spotify as well. You can check them out. But yeah, shout out to you guys. Do you want to talk about uh, I'll, I'll, maybe I should kick it off or do you want to kick it off? Like, what's your favorite first thing that you saw in the movie? Well, I liked the cemetery scenes in the in the in the beginning part of it oh i know it reminds me did, of the 90s dude. yeah did you notice one of the gravestone said bjork just bjork on one of the gravestones no i didn't so i was like oh i wonder if that's a shout out to are you actually- talking about where she's walking along the wall she's like walking along a stone wall I think in the so, cemetery yeah. yeah yeah that was yeah. a cool shot one of the gravestones said that so i was like dude, that's oh, so goth like his last name like oh yeah totally she's goth. like totally the perfect goth, goth in this movie it totally mm-hmm. reminded me of like the 90s that to totally 2000. 90s goth totally yeah. um but the, it i did find it funny um so it was her 16th uh 16th birthday party remember right. that scene and the goth the the mom was like you know oh you 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 need to enjoy your your birthday and blah 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 and uh even though it was like her perky preppy sister was like having a good time and it was all her friends there and stuff. And Laura says, I'd rather be gay in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Which is totally apropos now. Yeah. Holy I was like, shit. damn. <laughs> but I guess, you know, like you forget like 10 years ago, it was like that then yeah. too. So yeah. it's like Texas has not been real too kind. Right. Uh, but Austin, Austin has been a little bit of a place of uh, sanctuary for a lot of people. Which, man, fuck. Austin is a fucking hot disaster. Let me tell you, man. You want to talk about swamp feeling? That's a, like, oh. All of Texas is. Dude, I remember when I was out there playing for my band, Black Ops, and fucking, there was black crickets coming down from the fucking ceiling. Ew. And they were, like, hopping on me while I was screaming into the mic. That's gross. <laughs> trying to get your mouth laid. <laughs> yeah, trying to eggs. lay eggs in my mouth. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um. Oh, can I mention one more thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I like the Mormon missionary aspect of this because, you know, me and Mormons, you know, we're like, you know, bros. (laughs) Dude, that was genius. That was like the first joke that made me laugh out loud, actually, Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, that's perfect. Because they're like, but who? Because they're arguing over who they could kill. He's like, well, I guess we're going to have to. He's like, the brother's like, oh, I I think I can come up with a list of lucky applicants that we can choose to feed her with. Mm -hmm. And the mom's like, I don't know that we should be killing people in the neighborhood off. (laughs) You know, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. He's like, yeah, but these would be bad people kind of like that's the gist of it. Right, right, right. And then they they cut away and you see these two Mormons walking down the street. <laughs> With their bikes. And then I immediately <laughs> I immediately also thought of, oh, are they going to be like extreme Mormons? Right. Like they're going to jump the ramps on their bikes so they can convert you to Mormonism. Right. I love extreme Mormonism. Hi, I'm Elder Todd. <laughs> <laughs> There's like Orgasmo. I wonder when Orgasmo came out. Hold on a second. I got to look this up. Dude, it came out in like Hold on. early Just, 2000s. I'm going to look at that. Oh, it's because it's with a Z. That's why. Yeah, I was like 1997. <laughs> I was like, why can't I find this motherfucker? He's an S. But yeah, 2000, it came out in 1997, actually. I remember that that actually got made before it took a while to come out. Yeah. Uh, same thing with too. Cannibal the Musical and everything like that. But I wonder if there was like some influence from that a little bit, from the Mormon aspect. Yeah, might might have been. Especially if he wasn't like too keen on it from, it just sounds like from where he... 
he's been. Well, if you got goth kids in your phone and you got vampires, I mean it. Yeah, you got to have some sort you of probably, religion. You probably have some sort of leniency or with one of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He probably is like a, you know. I would have put Jehovah's Witnesses, old ladies. He's probably got some, uh, you know. Well, actually, I forgot to mention his, his wife is like uh, on TikTok or whatever. She's like a little demon or something like that. She was in the interview with these guys and she was like kind of making jokes while they were like in an interview or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she was like really fun. She looks like she's like part of the scene. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like goth industrial kind of thing. So I could see that, you know, like going down to what's on Saturday nights at uh, in, in Los Angeles. Sinister. Sinister. Bar Sinister. Mm-hmm. Or fucking, where did I used to go to when I played at? Das Bunker. Das Bunker, yeah. So, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, like I'm sure there's like a part of that culture that he has been a part of in some regards. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what it was like in Australia for that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that was one of the places I've always wanted to go to is Australia. Now, we want to go to New Zealand. New Zealand, which mm-hmm. is just south of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the I like that aspect of the goth thing in there. It's just one of those things, like the movie The Convent. Mm-hmm. I love the aspect of the goth girl in there, even though she doesn't really make it very long. But you mm-hmm. know, same thing with Night of the Demons, or you know, like that goth element is always so cool. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like this for that movie, even if it's been used before. Uh, and '90s was such a gothy time for for me in in some ways, right? And now goth is like super popular again right now. Right. It really is. Um, like more than it ever has been, but it's more electronic versions of it now than it was back then, mm-hmm. which was a lot more guitars and you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Susie and the Banshees, and I don't know. I'd be joke. the goth kid at the rave. Yeah, well, I was the because that's was, the music I like. I was the hardcore kid. That would go to the raves. So I would go to, <laughs> I used to have straight edge hardcore band friend, like friends mm-hmm. that we, we weren't straight edge and neither were they later on, <laughs> but we used to go to hardcore and metal shows all the time. And then after those shows, cause they would end at like 10 or 11, I would go to the rave mm-hmm. until five in the morning. Right. And I would be wearing, you know, whatever hardcore shirt I was. So, mm-hmm. but with like Jenko pants or some, you know, or some fucking UFOs or some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, there's some wild times, man. So yeah, this movie kind of brings back a lot of the nostalgia for me uh, in right, some ways, right. you know, like, so I'm probably a little biased in some regards for that aspect of it but Mm -hmm. i did like the christmas scene a whole hell of a lot like that was really funny and i i thought it was like the narrator parts were kind of interesting like i know that he tried to make it fun because like he wanted the narrator to kind of be a part of the story and kind of like joke about it like you would like the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer version of like earl burl lives or whatever you know Mm -hmm. like hey there was this guy the aztec jungle and the Spanish conquistadors were killing everybody and they got saved by a beast, a monster. <laughs> Some would say a vampire, you know, like, and it was kind of along those lines. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't get inspiration from Burl Ives from fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you talking about but, you know, but because he's a narrator, they don't really do that kind of thing in many movies, like where they have, like, it's, it's supposed to be done as son, sort of like a fun thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm to keep kind of keep the spirit of that fun i don't know um but the the christmas scene was where i started to like really like this film and it's like well after she gets turned 
Um, and that, uh, I think, I don't remember if the brother is, because he is already a scientist in the film and he kind of takes interest in like really disgusting things already and just weird shit. But first it's like a ball of fucking, you know, rubber bands. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, he's like obsessed with people's heads right? and like doing testing on it. So not only is the sister becoming a vampire, but. And the parents and the, or the mom and the brother are helping kill and the sister are helping kill everybody in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and forcing her to eat. Um, but they're like sitting down at Christmas and the music is like disturbing. It's like a Christmas song playing in the background. Mm-hmm. All of the walls in the basement are covered with blood all over the fucking place. <laughs> and they've got Christmas dinner sitting at the table while everybody's like trying to, to pray you know, for their dinner. They're like, give thanks. Right. He's like, I'd like to give thanks for the uh, meal that we have prepared here that mom made for us. Good job, mom. And uh, also the sacrifice that's locked in the closet right now. (laughs) 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 And then like, I think the, while the sister's like, you know, she's like a junkie and she's like trying to fucking like fight the urge to eat because she's a vegetarian and she likes life and cares about animals and things like that. And, uh, she's like, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. And then feeds on that guy. And man, when she fucking goes wild at that scene where she like gets on all fours Mm-hmm. She was really dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. Like the way that she had her legs all fucked up and like. Right. It was like it looked different. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like very bestial, you know, like right. it was very cool. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know. I was just like, that's really cool. I don't know why I like that when she's like bite, she rips out his neck and then feeds on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that was the scene where she first finally feeds or second time, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that made me laugh. the 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 Mormon thing was funny, but right. I think it kind of went along on for a little too long. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, because they poison them, and then he's like, "Oh, Elder Barry has fallen down, and he is sick," <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny. And then he's that's like, how they talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of true. Yeah. Although I did watch a, a video recently. This guy going to Appalachia, and he runs into some Mormon guys. Really? And, and yeah, like, I don't know if anybody's seen this, but this guy goes to Appalachia in the middle of West Virginia. And it's fascinating because it's like the poorest, most, it's like an old mining town. And they've run into some Mormons there that are just doing missionary work. Oh my God. And they crazy. were actually kind of cool. And they, I like, I don't know if they, one of them might have cussed. I don't know. But the guy was cussing. Oh, they can drink caffeine. They drink soda now. Really? Yeah. And they've also accepted gay people. Oh, but do they drink blood? <laughs> Well, do they accept I mean, vampires? They could in the temple. <laughs> yeah. They could drink, you know, because they got to wear their special underwear. Okay, Christina. You know, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know what it is, but I'm just trying to be, you know, we got a lot of Mormon listeners, so. They might drink their period blood, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's disgusting. That's how, that's how vampire babies are born. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've, th- I've seen Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but I think I think that's also cool in this movie, too, is how they like um, some of the vampires. They, they didn't really the twist in the film we should talk about. Um, so if you guys haven't seen this movie and you should probably watch it before this, I say this just, you know, heads up. But they find out that she was adopted or, or dropped off at her porch when Laura was born. 
And uh, she the puts goth one. Yeah, the goth one, which, you know, they put her in the crib and they're about the same age, she says. And she didn't mention anything. And when this goth va- or this Lestat style uh, vampire named Duchant, which is a French name, I think. But anyway, Duchant comes over uh, in that moment of making fun of the interview with the vampire kind of thing. And uh, they cut his head off and everything. What did they what was I? What was I mentioning here? What am I talking about? Uh, the twist. So the the twin. Oh, he mentions that's what it was. He mentions that she is a uh, pureborn, and she's like, ah, that's because you're a pureborn. I've never seen one as bestial, you know, feral as you are, you know. And uh, it's like then you realize that the 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 witchcraft that she was doing in the beginning of the movie wasn't the reason why she turned into a vampire. It's because she was born that way. It's because the virus, the vampire virus from Oira, who is the one they've been talking about from old Aztec times, um, she's the descendant of of that line uh, of vampire. Mm -hmm. And uh, she came of age. So when she became of age of like 16 or something like that, then she became a vampire and the 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 virus actually laid dormant in her blood because they do a hell of a lot of uh, science stuff in this movie you know for such an indie film mm-hmm. you know like the brothers like doing some in-depth talk about like blood work and shit like that and they even have like a slide watching the like you can see the mm-hmm. like this virus grabbing onto a cell and like sticking its arms in the thing and Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting because like every time she fed on somebody, she would kind of take on their blood and then purge it. Because did yeah. you notice like, um, what was her name? The sister Bella or Helen? Helen, that's right. Uh, Helen, she has blood coming down her eyes the whole time. It's almost like every time she eats, all the blood comes out of her. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's always constantly coming out of her. Mm-hmm. And I thought of City of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Because she has it coming down the eyes, just like Fulci's movie. Right. Where the girl looks at the priest and then bleeds out of the eyes and then pukes up her organs or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if he had that in mind or just just thinking, hey, there's blood coming out of her that doesn't sit well with her or something. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It is weird. But it's it's different lore. It was extra lore that I wasn't expecting in the movie. That's such an independent film. They usually don't go for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some thought put into it, whether it, it all connects or not. So, but yeah. Is there anything else you want to um, add about the end? Or? Yes, there is. Because of the, when the Lestat guy comes in and the brother decapitates him with his, it was a really cool scene because it was really quick. So the brother just like completely decapitates yeah. some like out of nowhere. I think like, it's time for you to leave. And then he peels his face off and which, hands it to Laura, yeah. which I thought was funny. Which is really weird. I don't know what, I mean, the more and more I think about it, I think that is totally an, a, a, a nod towards. Oh, totally. Oh, obviously. Interview the vampire now. The, the way he was speaking, the way his yeah. hair was tied back in a ponytail, and then he had ruffles, a ruffled shirt on. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. It's funny. I wonder if they liked the new show. Yeah, we haven't finished that yet. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. But we started watching, uh, oh, Good Omens, the second season came out. That's right. We got to catch up on that today. Yeah, that's, I like, I like, I like Neil Gaiman stuff, so. Well. Anyway. 
love to hear from you guys. If you've seen this movie, you've ever heard of it. I uh, hope we did it justice, uh, you know, in explaining it for you guys. And, uh, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I know some of you guys like to spoil this shit, but I would love to hear your thoughts on both of these films. So if you ever do watch them or watch them before the show, fucking you're amazing. Um, but yeah. And uh, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are. Next week, we do have a couple of movies that we're going to be doing. Uh, I was going to do one of these uh, this week, but I just didn't think it felt like it fit. Like, it didn't fit thematically, like because I like to match these movies up. So I got hit up by two directors. One of them was Phil for this for the Oops, it's a, your vampire, and another one called Surrogate from 2022 which is on Tubi and uh or YouTube and you also have The Accursed from 2021 on Tubi or Hulu so um two films that you guys will have access to they're newer films be on the lookout for that and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode but thank you guys so much for coming by Murray says I love you and uh, we'll catch you guys next week and as always long live the void 